1: I'm going to take Arizona, buy a field goal, and say they make that happen. I've got the Rams and the Rams. under. Rams and under. Rams Either and under. under. Or under, or under. Rams, and I, I owe you $10. Is that what it is? I'm going over. I owe okay. you 10 right now, I think. Yo, yo, yo. What's up? It's Chris Sims. I'm Budden, and that was the great voice of, oh, actually, it was me and Paul Burmeister, <laughs> but his voice is great as well. So that was the wild card game. Yeah. I took the Cardinals on. I'm going to play the Rams. Have a yeah. letdown after the bad Week 18 loss. I was severely wrong there. And what else did we also we took? I I had the under. You had the under. Yeah. And what was it at that time? Do you remember exactly? I don't remember.
2: It was in the 40s, I think, Pete. And the it, it was. I'll well be able to get to it here. Under that, I believe. I, you, think, I think the Rams and the under came through. Right. And I took
1: the over with the Cardinals. Correct. Yes, yeah. damn, so I was you're, wrong you're about that one for
2: for a little bit of thirty four. So
1: I owe you twenty right now. Maybe I, I think I think it might be thirty. It Pete, might be thirty. I think the tab was ten. Stop bucks. asking Pete for the answer of everything. He's not <laughs> the Wizard of Oz. Okay, he's right. I mean, he's smart. But here we go. We're going to get this oh, out you, of the way. Right to it. We're getting it out of the way. I got a lot of cash this on is me. Real cash. Okay. Real cash. In yeah. fact, I went to an ATM machine the other day. Yeah, there's I, one here in the building. Oh, it, I didn't even know that. Yeah, but I needed to get four hundred dollars out. Right. And I like to always have a little cash. It gave me $400 and $10 bills. Oh, no. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's all good. It's That's still money. It counts. It's a but fat wad of cash. Here you pockets. go. So there you go. Tens. All in tens. There's $30. Of course, you accept. Nice. Who doesn't accept free money? I'm going to allow you to, to kind of keep it. Oh, you're going to keep it there? there? Just go. Okay. Don't yeah. worry. You can do it. Yeah. Yeah. The Sims household will be fine minus we can $30. Just keep it there through the Olympics. All right. Fine. So,
2: speaking of it, this is the Olympic set?
1: This is the Olympic set, a.k.a. the pro football talk set I do in the morning yeah. with him and then with Forio And then it has become the new one button set here. It's a little tight. There are some right? things happening. Yeah. The, yeah. Uh, the,
2: the proximity is tighter. For sure, yes. And there's a sharp metal thing happening down. Yeah, here. right between your crotch. Uh, it's yeah. always a good place I, to I, have something I sharp know, and metal, right
1: between your crotch. Did, did, That's did what Oman we point this out Monday. Uh, no, no, he's <laughs> not <laughs> aware of his own crotch, so he didn't even realize it. <laughs> <laughs> I know, following to that, <laughs> yeah, no, I need know. to like, I
2: need to be aware. <laughs> you
1: need to be aware. I have the light switch on that metal thing by my crotch. And, and I so heard we had a light switch. Situation. I, I did. I knocked him off. Right. So yeah. this is a podcast will be a little different. It's you and me. We're way too cozy right now. And then I won't be able to control the clicker. You know, from from this setup. We'll show some plays behind us. So that gonna but I'm going to have to talk to Pete, talk to Kristen, hey, rewind, stop it here. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to do a little bit of that. But, so, I mean, this is something I learned this week. Yeah. Like, the building had to be changed over. Oh, my gosh. Not only for the Olympics and all the people that are here and the event itself, but, yeah. like, apparently – Something technology wise, I think a lot of something right to match wise. with China and how it goes. Yeah, that's why we had to kind of switch the studio too, because the studio now is on Olympics China Channel matchup. And I don't right. know technology, I think, so I think I'm just, just trying to. In a
2: new uh, control room as well.
1: Yes, he is. We're yeah. all we're all playing an away game right now. Yeah. Sometimes you just got to make it go. You got to play on the road in the championship game I every now and about- then. Everything that's going to come out of here for the Olympics—Holy I mean, cow!
2: Most people are here. Yeah, for the Olympic coverage, that's a lot of on-air talent
1: packed into this place. Most, except for one, the right. holy one, <laughs> Mike Tirico, will be there in yes. China, and then he'll fly back to LA before the Super Bowl yeah. and do the pregame show with us. But yes, that's—it's an amazing, an amazing a lot, production. A
2: lot. And happen in the this next
1: is some weeks. big building, and damn, we got a lot of people in it, and they're all worried about the olympics except for like five of us who are still on football
2: (laughs) well speaking of football i mean wednesdays are always fun because we're allowed to pick out kind of what mattered the most what was the most interesting part of the past weekend and sift through those storylines sure we've never been in a spot i don't remember in the three years where everything that happened over the weekend was exciting right stakes were high intensity was high and three days
1: later it feels like it matters as much now as it did Monday morning. I, I, there's just so much to unpack, you know, with all four games. You know, first off, you had that the the epic game on Sunday night, which is, you know, um, I'll echo what I said on Monday. I don't think I've ever seen better quarterback play in a game. Oh I mean, you, God. I don't, oh I don't gosh. know. I know there's the Brady Manning matchups, and we've yeah. seen a lot of good quarterback play. I think what separates it for me after watching on film too is like the mental surgicalness, right, with just picking apart a part of defense yes. that the unbelievable throws, and then, okay, draw it up in the dirt, backyard football, the defense stopped us, but it doesn't really matter because I'll run around the pocket and run out of the pocket and still make it happen. That, that to me, is where I put it over the top, where just there were so many plays where you go – the defense should win this play, and they, yeah, didn't, and they didn't. Because these two are that freaking good. Yeah, and uh, that's where it was really, really special performance.
2: I don't know if we've ever come out of play of, of a playoff weekend with, with this overwhelming feeling like I can't get away from it. The quarterback play has been so high. Yeah, but the quarterback who's playing the best is done. I yeah. Can you think? Of, can you think of a time where a quarterback was just excelling in that way, like Josh Allen, and he's the one. That doesn't get to try and do it again. That's someday. a good question. You know,
1: that's actually a really good question because, I mean, he's what, it was nine touchdown passes in yeah. two games. The the postseason record's 11. Right. Right. He's not going to get to play the next two games. Didn't throw a pick. And right. Like, I'm not embellishing here. Can you pick out a, a bad moment? Not really. Not from the playoff run. Uh, like a series where you're like, oh, my god. No. Gosh, the series they got stopped in this game, they really were like, oh, we ran for seven on first. And I'm counting the game against New England. Still. Yeah, no, I know. There's nothing in that game. And even this game, when I go, oh, they got stopped, it was, oh, they ran for seven on first, and then on second and three, they tried to run again. Oh, they didn't get it. And then it was third and one, and they tried to run it, and they didn't get it. Right. And that's how they had a punt. But it was never like, ah, they blew it there. Allen missed somebody, or Mahomes missed somebody here, or whatever. That's where it was amazing. There was just very little mistakes, questionable decisions, throws, whatever. Uh, And it was, yes, one of the best. I think it's the best quarterback duel I ever saw. And, you know, now you got me thinking, too. No, I can't remember a quarterback being hot like that. And then going home. Yeah, that's uh, that's a
2: rare one. It's really made me rethink this this unofficial stat that I use a lot to talk about quarterbacks' wins and losses. I don't know. I, I I've got to rethink even throwing that out anecdotally when I give a quarterback credit for well, he's he's five and zero in the playoffs. Or I don't remember a quarterback playing as well as Josh Allen played. No, and now that's he's, where you got to be careful about 0-4 it.
1: yeah divisional weekend this right, year, that's, right? Right. Yeah, that's not a quarterback it's problem. Really sticking with it's the, not a quarterback the last few days. problem, right? Yeah, it's right. not. It's still a team sport and we all got to realize that and you know, again, Jimmy Garoppolo is going to get the victory over you Aaron Rodgers. I yeah, mean, yeah. yeah, I mean he, he didn't play not that Aaron Rodgers played great, but he didn't play better than Rodgers. I know that. You know, and he made the worst mistake of the game. So, yeah, okay, yeah, he's 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 got a great record in the playoffs. Jimmy Garoppolo, look at that. Man, he's such a winner. Even though they try not to throw with him in all these playoff games. (laughs) And they try to hide him to a degree. He's going to have the good playoff record. So maybe he is an all-time great. Maybe he is. Maybe he's because you just guy. can't beat him in the playoffs. He's so clutch. Take him in the. Draft so that's over where Josh I'm Shallan. being. I'm being because facetious, of, no, of course. No. Here, but it's,
2: uh, it, it's been a lot of different ways to, to sort through all yeah, the interesting no things doubt. that happened, and that's one of them. Let's let's start with the AFC. Yeah, I'm talking about Josh Allen quite a bit here to start off, but let's focus on on the Chiefs part sure. of that victory over the Bills, forty-two thirty-six in overtime, and I think a, a good place to begin is with Patrick Mahomes. How, how was this game? all the key moments in this game, how are they examples of how he has sort of evolved and how the team, I don't want to say reinvented itself. Right, right. But how they are a better version of themselves now yeah. than they were in mid-October. Yeah,
1: sure. It's, it's a totally different team as far as the way they're executing and I think just the, the confidence they have in their team right now on both sides of the ball. Here, here's the first thing and just a banner statement I would make when you ask me about the Chiefs and their offense and what's different. All right. All right, here we go. Throw it all out the window. It's all gone because he's the fucking Zen master now. You want to talk about patience? All right, that's not a question with Patrick Mahomes anymore. He has squashed that question over the last month of the season. It was a question in October. Definitely was. Big question going – Why don't you stay true to the read? This guy's open. That guy's open. Why are you looking for somebody better? Why are we getting out of the pocket when two guys are open just to look for, wait, that's a 20 yard completion, but I want a 40 yard completion. I'm going to get out of the pocket and try to make something. There's none of that right now. So that's where, you know, hey, I was a guy sitting here, you know, six, seven weeks ago going, and I'm sick of the. Oh, you got to score touchdowns to beat the Chiefs, right? Yeah. Okay, well, we're back on that. you got to score touchdowns to beat the (laughs) Chiefs. We're back on it for sure. Yeah. Because he's shown no evidence. He seems to really be playing within himself. He's seeing the field perfectly. Paul, he's throwing the ball perfectly. Every ball comes out of his hand. Perfect spiral on the money. You know, when there is nothing there – He's not necessarily looking to get out of the pocket always. Like in the game the other night, how many times did he scramble within the pocket, right? Where you're like, wait, nobody's open, but he's still like running around in a circle in the pocket making people miss, trying to look for throws that way. Uh, That's where it has gone to another level. And that's where I think like, specifically to this game, or looking forward, I don't think you can play the, we're going to take away the big play and hope they get impatient and mess it up card anymore. I think that's out the window now. He's
2: proved he has the answers for
1: that. He's got the answers. I think the teams realize what they're capable of when he does play that way. He's not trying to do too much. Again, there was not really one dicey decision in the football game, and I think that's the big thing I look at with them is the patience. I mean, again, you look at the drives. Right, Paul? I mean, here this just says it all. First touchdown drive, 11 plays, 74 yards. Second touchdown play, drive, 12 plays, 86 yards. Right? Third, scoring drive, field goal, 13-play, 54-yard drive. Mm. All right? You know, then you have a five-play, 61-yard drive where Hardman rips off the long run for the touchdown. But, you know, again, I think all those numbers speak to – a patient football team once again. For sure. And it continued in the second half. And, of course, they're going to make their big plays. So that's why they should be patient even more. Right. Be patient because Tyreek Hill might catch an in-cut and just run by everybody for 60 more yards. Yeah. And that's where I think they've learned that lesson. And then the other thing, Paul, that I'll go to that I think is important for them, and maybe not as important as I was saying six or seven weeks ago, uh, because that's where I still wasn't in the trust tree with Mahomes, and I'm going. I don't know if we can trust them to be patient yet. Yep. They need to run the football against some of these looks. Right. The safety's twenty yard deep. Run the ball. I don't feel that is as necessary now because he's proven to me he's back to being patient and playing the way the right playing the right way. But when they do run the ball, it does open up more of their offense, and that to me is where I like. Not that they got to run it a lot. Just the other night, just like enough. what we saw, yeah. right? It was just enough. Yep. You know, seven carries, sixty yards for edwards Hilaire. 10 carries, 24 yards for uh, McKinnon, Perfect. right? So you yeah. look at that and go, damn, 17 carries, 84 yards? That's a, I'm, I'll take that. Yes. And then what you lose sight of is, wait, now that opened up a few play action completions for us that we yep. got. And it made McCole Hardman available to go around the edge because that's they've right. seen the ball up the middle, up yep. the middle, to so now we make an explosive play in that, and all of a sudden we look at it and we go, we ran for 182 yards today because of those plays, and then Mahomes scrambled a few times. So that's where I get back to, yes, they have a running game that when they need to on third and two now, they can rely on it, and it's dangerous enough to where teams can't always sit back and go, we're going to play two deep. So there's two things there that have kind of ruined it, the yep. patience and the run to where Bengals, you can't sit back and think you're going to play, we're going to just bend, don't break, and they'll mess it up. Not anymore. I think that's official, and they're going to have to tweak their game plan a little bit.
2: And this is something uh, new-ish that, that the Chiefs have developed, that they have to run the ball double-digit times, and they have to have at least a little bit of success. Yeah. With as much as they've evolved, and Patrick Mahomes, as you say, now the Zen master a little more patient, Andy Reid's had to tweak what he's done as well. We're also kind of back to this this space with the Chiefs offense. You think about stopping them. And now that they've really got it going again, it is the combination package of Hill and Kelsey. Yes. So a lot of different stuff. Right. Pat on the back for evolving. To me, it's still now about what kind of production are those two going to have? Yeah, and sure. And how much can you limit those two? Sure. We're going to take a look at some key plays here late in the game and also overtime. And, and of course, it's Tyreek It's Travis both times. Yes. Just like it always has been. Let's go with the play, and we'll see how this works behind us now. Yeah, right. Uh, Late in the game, 64-yard touchdown in the final minute.
1: Well, I mean, uh, yeah, this is where, again, we're already in the middle of magic time here, right? You see three receivers to the right. Tyree kills on the bottom of the screen there on the left. Kelsey's out because he just caught a pass, and I think he's just tired, right? So you're going to see the staff. Hey, this is what we saw a lot during the game. The Bills, first off, they can't play. You know, as last week against the Patriots, you can play man-to-man because there's nobody to be scared of. Right. This group right here, they couldn't play man-to-man unless they played two deep safeties, two man, which they are here. Yeah. So that's what the game was. And again, this is just—it's still—it's they can run the ball with these looks if they had to. You know, this is a time where you got to throw it. But they've run the ball very successfully against these looks, and they got a lot of answers for these two man looks too. Now this play here specifically what we want to really look at is the bottom of the screen because Hill's gonna run the in cut. He's got Levi Wallace covering him. Levi Wallace playing two man, right? He should never let anybody break inside of him. You can see there he's playing inside. He's, he's trying to prevent it. He's trying to prevent it. I know it's a different animal when you're trying. To, it's hard here, yeah. and I'm certainly not trying to, like, you he's know. It's on his mind. He's been told. He's been told. We can't let it happen, yeah. you know, because we don't have any help on the inside of the field. Everybody's playing man. you got safeties that are going to go. The two safeties you see towards the left of the screen, they're going to go high and wide. So you're protected if they run a deep out or a deep corner to even where if you don't make the play, the safety's going to be able to rally and make the tackle with you. But now let's roll the tape, Pete. As you see this go, first off, this is just where it's a special player by a quarterback and the receiver. Let him go. You know, see here. He's still playing inside. But now the speed of Hill takes into effect. Doesn't really even give him much of a move. Because he he did have to go with the outside release. He had to go. Yes, he did. He went with the outside release. Hill did everything right. This is where just freak show talent comes in. And I'll say this, to Levi Wallace, with him, he's probably thinking – man, I've played this coverage all year. Very few times has anybody run an in-breaking route, right? A lot of the times when you play this type of coverage, teams f- try to push you in, and then they break out. And that's how you kind of beat this two man Well, here's nothing at the top of the route stem, but just then – Pure speed, right? So rewind it just a little bit, and then let's play it in fast time because there's two things I want to say here. His ability to turn the corner and then the motherfucking throw (laughs) was absolutely insane. Perfect. Because it was perfect, like you said. Levi Wallace, even when the ball is caught, is not in a horrible spot. I think if you take – 99 out of 100 receivers in football, you'd go, well, he's still going to make the tackle after he caught it. But because Mahomes threw it with such great anticipation and pace on the ball that it got on Hill right away, he does not have to break the stride to any degree. In fact, he probably had to speed up just a degree to catch the ball, and now he's able to go, hit it running, and Levi Wallace, who was in good position, can't even make a tackle or trip him up. Right. And this is where you sh- heard Sean McDermott talk about speed on our defense has oh to be addressed. Well, they're Hyde and Poyer—they're really good safeties. They're not speed burners. They don't have any other corners on the team that are speed burners. In their defense, I don't know who would have caught him. No, there. you're right. It's a rare few. It's a rare few. You. You're right. But caught him. You know, and not even the ability to really rally. I think this is something that jumped out to me down the stretch with the Bills, and I think it's again why McDermott brought it up. Right. They need more. They need another real cover corner to go along yeah. with Tre'Davious White when they get there, because hey, you're in the AFC. Right. Last time I checked, quarterbacks and weapons are at, at a plethora. Right. Right. Yeah. So you got to have that to to combat some of these teams if you want to get to the Super Bowl.
2: That show was a re- – that, that play was a really good example of for as many things that we can be excited about for championship weekend and anticipate maybe with the Super Bowl, it might come down to, if, if these are all close games, would you be at all surprised if the Chiefs won it all because of Tyreek Hill's speed on four or five plays? Not I at all. It is that good. As much as we expect it, like I'm watching that play – and the anticipation and accuracy for Mahomes were great. Yeah, But that was because the, the fastest player in the NFL caught the ball in stride. Hey,
1: nobody Period. nobody relies on the Jimmys and the Joes more than that team in red we just saw there. Yeah. And they that's why they're dangerous. You know, they're coached well, but then they got a few guys where you just go, fuck, we could do everything perfect, and they're still going to get – Travis Kelsey and Hill, they're yeah. still going to go off. And Mahomes is still going to go off. And, yes, that's where they're an extremely dangerous football team. And that's where they're becoming dangerous to defend and hard to stop that way is, you know, this is – I picked the Bills to win by a field goal. Yeah. But I think the one thing that I think as I watched the game back and went, man, ooh, the Bills defense, it just is not a good matchup for them. It's not. You know, the Bills are still missing to me a real difference maker on the defensive side of the ball. They don't have a Chris Jones or a Frank Clark. D-line. Yeah, they don't have that guy. You know, and, and then really, as a whole, their corners are not as good man-to-man cover corners as the chiefs either. Kind of running through on top of
2: my head the uh, front four, front five for the other team still playing. They have at least one guy, a lot of times two.
1: No, usually two. Right. Exactly yeah. right. Exactly right. I mean, you look even in the Bengals, who they're going to play this weekend, DJ Reader, Hendrickson. They're, they're, they're a handful. Yeah. They're they're more of individual talents than anybody the Bills have on their roster. We know the 49ers and Rams got yeah. them, yeah. and yep. you just, we just mentioned the Chiefs. Yeah. So that was one thing that jumped out about the game. You know, wait, we don't have a great four-man rush. We don't have great cover corners. And now we're playing a team in the Chiefs that we know is dangerous and can throw and can beat man to man and do all of that. But what's different about the Chiefs this year, even compared to last year, especially, or the Super Bowl year, is they can block those kind of D lines all game long. The, the Chiefs' pass protection is phenomenal. Yeah. Phenomenal. Yep. They are really that, good. That was, I mean, after they lost the Super Bowl, that was, that was job number one. Job number one. They spent that way. Like they invest spend that wisely.
2: Way and it's, it's it's paying off.
1: It's paying off. Exactly right. So now Mahomes can feel comfortable, and then when there's nothing there, it goes back to like what we talked about. Yeah. He'll just run around in the pocket and wait by time and read blocks, and then if he's got to get out of the pocket, he'll do that. But man, those guys stay on those guys for a long time. A couple other pass plays we yeah. want to take a
2: peek at here. I think this is the the epic game tying drive after Buffalo came back and, and scored again. We have a couple here. Another one here from Tyreek.
1: Yeah. Well, it, this is this is the. End of the game, right? They're trying to get so this the field the goal to go to overtime, okay. right? And here you go. I mean, go uh, again. It's Tyree killed to the left. Chiefs got timeouts, right? So so he's the inside. He's of the, the inside of the three, of the three bunch. Again, I don't have a severe problem with what the Bills are doing here. Extremely soft. It is extremely soft. I don't know why they're so worried about protecting the sideline with, with, again, with 13 seconds left and three timeouts. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter. There's only so many plays they can run in 13 seconds. They're going to have a timeout for all of them. I don't know why we have to worry about 20-yard routes or anything like that. Go ahead, Pete. Say that again in my ear. Yeah, fifteen yards off the receivers. And Pete's the saying in my ear. These are twenty-five and twenty-five 30 yards and thirty deep. yards deep. Exactly right. So I think you could question that alignment to where I'd go. Well, I don't know why we're not at least a little closer up to maybe five yards off these receivers, just so they can't just run totally free. But here, I mean, it's the perfect play call for this defense. Just throw him the ball. He's got two lead blockers, and guys are so far down the field that it can just go. Let it go, Pete. Bam, catches it. And now you got guys in space that got to rally and tackle what you just talked about, a guy that flies, Yeah, and he gets 20 yards. This is, uh, I mean, everybody's been talking about the decision to
2: kick off instead of squib it. Yeah. But this here is kind of twofold to, to line up in a clear and obvious prevent defense when the other team has timeouts to use. That's it's what, one thing if they didn't have any timeouts. Yeah. Okay, you're not going to get biased. Right. Cool. Because they might only run one play. Right. They can call time out here. I,
1: that's where I don't get it either. That's where I bet you, you know, McDermott, Leslie Frazier, if he's not a head coach somewhere after the end of the year, this, they're gonna look at this and go, wait, wait we got to approach this a different way the next time we're in they this just, situation. gave them 15 gave yards. Gave them 15 here. yards. Gave them 15 yards. Gave them 15 yards. And the fact that it happened so quickly, too, to now, whoa, wait, they can run another play to get 15 or 20 yards. And if they get it, they're going to be able to kick the field goal. And that's where it was backwards. It really was. I still think the the, the not to kick the sky kick yeah. is still, to me, the most egregious mistake here at the end of the football game. I understand not squibbing it because you yeah. don't have great control. You're not sure it hits one of those guys Guys in the front or second line, yeah. and all of a sudden Mahomes got the ball at the 40 yard line. Everyone would go, Well, that was so stupid. You right. scribbed it. But right. once I don't see Tyreek Hill back deep, I would have kicked the sky kick to the five yard line. Yeah. And then, okay, great. They fair caught it. Fine. They're going to have to go a long way in 13 seconds to get a field goal. Yeah. That's probably not going to happen. Oh, they returned it. Well, they're only going to have like six seconds left in the game. They're going to have one play, and that's right, it. Right. And that, that, to me, is where they drop the ball. But this certainly did not help, this play right here. I
2: think this is kind of the defensive equivalent. Everybody hammered the Cowboys a couple weeks sure. ago last week yeah. for running the quarterback draw with 14 seconds left. Yeah. Is that really the you know, other side of the ball now defensively? Is that any worse than lining up in this defense? I, it's, it's not
1: far off. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to disagree with you here a whole I, I, lot. I hadn't seen this. I hadn't seen this angle. I, I you know, again, the safety's 25 and 30. I, that, that's, that's where soft. I don't. Get, listen, I understand you're in a tough bind it's, the bind. it's the Chiefs. You know, they can throw the ball deep and they got explosive plays. But you know, again, what I would have said here in a, in a lot of ways is just gone. Man, the two man you've been playing for the whole yeah. time, uh, th- that would be a good play right here. Right. Just kind of get up in their face. All right, he's going to have to pat the ball in the pocket and wait mm-hmm. for something to get open, and then he's going to have to make some sort of challenge throw to, right. to go on top of that. Incomplete, yeah. they got one more play left, you know. Or you just hope, hey, maybe a few more seconds than that ran off the clock and they didn't get a free 20 yards doing it. Right. So uh, there's definitely different ways to play this, and I, I don't agree with this approach. Right. Okay, yeah. so so Tyreek
2: played out, yeah. catches it with no one within nine yards of him. Sprints ahead past the 40 up to the 44 timeout. So thank you for that giant chunk of yardage. Yeah,
1: I mean, that was a gift. And now you got sitting here going eight seconds and you're going, all right. Oh, crap. All right. So what are they going to do? They'll obviously change it it it. up, right? They'll change it up. Um, No, they won't change it up. They play the same look. Safeties are even farther back. They're 30 yards back. Both of them now. Linebackers are a hair closer Again, what I want to say is, why are we worried about protecting the sideline once again? Mm-hmm. All right. And to me, here's the biggest issue. Just pause it right here, just for a second. First off, at this moment right here, you see 97 on the right side of the defensive line. Uh, he's standing up. He's right inside of Tyree Kill, number 10, right? Yep. Him right there, he's a spy, right? So, one thing I would have probably said is, this formation right here, spy. Why not get over Kelsey and jam him, and then you can float to the middle and be a quarterback spy, right? So Mario Addison, number 97. So that would be one thing just off of alignment yeah. that I know I've been around where, like, okay, that guy's not rushing. Have him disrupt somebody so they can't just run f- free, free down the field. The other thing I don't understand about the alignment I'll say here is why is – and we're playing cover two here – the left corner, Levi Wallace on the 50-yard line – you know, seven yards off and another four to five yards outside of Travis Kelsey, let alone now the middle, the weak side linebacker, Mike Milano, all right, Matt Milano, excuse me, is on the right side of the center. Look, they've kicked the linebackers over to where Tremaine Edmonds is so far out, he's over the wide receiver. And now Matt Milano is on the right side of the offensive line. So there's a huge crease here for Kelsey. Yeah. And that's the other Giant. thing. I just go from alignment purposes yeah. go, man, that's that's tough no matter what. I mean, if they called a go route, even if they called a corner route or something like that, I have a hard time. Kelsey's going to settle down in this hole regardless. Now, it's cool, he, they planned this out before the play. You know, you hear in the snap count, Mahomes literally said, do it, do it. Yeah. But – Look at where they are. Wide wide open
2: lane. As wide open as he had the
1: entire nobody to worry about on the inside part of the field. So he's a non factor. Safety's not, linebackers not. Corner's in a, a position there he can't do anything either. And that's where I just don't quite get, you know, the alignment or the approach there. I know it's 13 seconds. It's not, a little, it's not a lot of time. But it's this group right here, yeah. and they have three timeouts. And I do think you've got to challenge the offense a little yeah. bit more in these scenarios. Well, credit uh, for the alignment for the Chiefs for having
2: Hill and Kelsey on opposite sides. Definitely. That's nice. But, I mean, for Buffalo, you know they're playing for the field goal. You know they want to get in the field goal range. So that, that area in the middle of the field, however large it is, 20 to 25 yards downfield, that's where they want to attack. And by having the safeties twenty-five yards plus deep, you leave one linebacker in there to to cover all that space. I know it, it's an impossible job. It's an job. impossible job.
1: Exactly right. Yeah. So I, again, I don't know what it is. You think Tyreek's touchdown scared them away from from playing that cover Probably bad? they were probably a little scored by it. I would think. Yes, maybe. Uh, but that's just too soft altogether. I have no problem with even just playing that defense. If you want to play Tampa two or two there, that's fine. But to give that type of access. But the two, meaning the uh, two deep safeties, need to be a factor. They don't need to be that deep. Right. 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 Or, you know, again, find a three down front. Play your, Tampa, play your Tampa two, and line up another DB in the middle of the two safeties. So you now you got three across up there. you got a three-man rush, and you still got four guys underneath. You know, there's a lot of different ways they could do it, but don't do it that way, I guess is our point here. they
2: have a question I want to ask about the Kansas City defense. Yeah. Uh, this one comes in from at Neil Watches PFT. You always say the Bills only have digs. And Allen and basically no other potent weapons was Gabriel Davis's night more because Spags
1: gave so much attention to Diggs? It's a good question. And I, when I turned on the film I expected that. You know. But no. No. They they treated Diggs like he was a normal guy. The game just fell in place for Gabriel Davis. I mean, going, Gabriel Davis is good. There's there's no doubt, he's mm-hmm. good, right? But it just it fell right in the sense of You know, let's say his second touchdown pass, the one where he makes Matt uh, Hughes fall down, kind of breaks his ankles. Diggs was the first read. It just They kind of played a defense where the middle of the field, the middle post wasn't open. It kind of just led to him that way. You know, the last touchdown with 13 seconds left or 14 seconds left, whatever it was, they did double Diggs on that play. One of the few plays all game they doubled him there. Mm -hmm. They doubled him. They didn't play their alignment right. As far as a split-safety defense, the guy covering uh, um, Davis was on the outside edge, right. and he's running a post with a split-safety defense. He didn't even have to make a move. He just had to run straight. So, And and that's where you would go against that type of defense. So that fell right for him. Right. The big play-action bomb, uh, the, the Chiefs played a two-deep coverage, and they did play cover two to Diggs' side, and I think – Really, the Bills expected that on that kind of formation. They got in a running set, and they probably went, wait, let's use Diggs as this short decoy. Maybe we could sneak Davis deep. That's how it worked out. So the game kind of fell in his favor. But, he man, he played unbelievable. I yeah. mean, what can you say about it? He made not only those catches, but a number of other tight contested catches. He was tough. He's really good. Hopefully he will be more of a part of their offense next year consistently throughout the year. I think that, that solidified it. Oh. What he did at the end of the yeah. season, everything there, he'll be the number two guy there. And like I said, I hope they get another weapon, another speed guy to go along with him like, and right? Diggs. Yeah. Then you got everything you need. Go along well with that, that commitment they had later in the season to
2: get a, yeah. few, a lot more running attempts. Uh, Kind of appears Brian Dable won't be there. Certainly would be. A Doesn't giant seem bonus like if he it is. Let's let's focus a little more on the Cincinnati against Kansas City game coming up. With still thinking about the Kansas City defense and also acknowledge the fact they just played. They played in early January, yeah. Week 17 right? And the Bengals won a shootout. Yep. Smagnolo, Casey, defensive coordinator, played a lot of man in that game. Sprinkled in a little bit of zone. You think it
1: should be closer to the other way around this time? Uh, yes, I do. You know, first off, they played a decent amount of man in this game. You know, because again, I don't think they're overly scared of the speed of the Bills at the receiver position, like I've always tried to say all year long. Nobody's going, oh, no, Emmanuel Sanders, we can't run with him or Cole Beasley. They're good players. Again, I'm not trying to disrespect, they're just not the type that scare you. And especially if you're a team that plays man to man, they just go, well, we can play man against this group. Yeah. You know, you know, better be careful. Diggs is good. We know that. Um, but I do think they dropped the ball. You know, this game, listen. They had no answers on defense. No. I mean, neither team did, yeah. as you could tell. They also didn't against Cincinnati three no, weeks ago. No, they did not. They did not. And I know we broke that game down, and we're going to clip this out. So if anybody wants to go back on YouTube and watch what I said in week 16 in the, the Bengals-Chiefs game, yes, uh, that'll be out there, and you'll see some of my thoughts about that matchup and what happened after that f- game. But I think some of the things hold true to me as far as what I said after that game and going forward. One, like, hey, just like the Bills, it's cool to play the Patriots man-to-man. You can't play the Chiefs man-to-man. Yeah. You know, so the Chiefs here, I would go, it's cool to play the Bills man-to-man, but there's no fucking way you can play the Bengals man-to-man. There's yeah. no way you can match up with them across the board. Right. And why would you want to, one, because you know those guys can beat you in man-to-man coverage. Mm-hmm. Also, why would you want to, when you just watch a divisional game and you'll watch back your game and go, damn, they can't protect him. Right. If he has to pat the ball once, he's getting sacked. Right? And that the Titans never played man, other than like right. one or two plays in the game. And they got their ass burnt one time doing it. Yeah. So that's where I would look at the Chiefs and go, you are absolutely fucking crazy yeah. if you try to play man and live in that world against the Bengals. Yeah. One, Chase, Higgins, Boyd, somebody's going to win. Tight end and running back, too. And them, too. Exactly right. Two... You're giving Burrow a free pass to get the ball out of his hand. Yeah, He doesn't have, really have to worry about reading something, whatever. It's just, okay, wait, nobody was open. I'll throw a one-on-one ball to Higgins or yeah. Chase. And that's what they did a lot of the times in that first matchup. The combination of how they got beat, a
2: man against Buffalo, yes. and watching the, 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 the film every day that goes by, watching Tennessee get pressure on Burrow without man. I mean, just kind of piling on what you're saying. Exactly it would be right. A shock I would. It I would be zone. shocked.
1: I. You got to. Yeah. And and the first time around, when they played zone, they won almost all the time. The Chiefs' defense. How and often would you say that was? I, just a guess. I, you know. I it wasn't half. Was it? it? It was probably was half. What happened is he got scared to do it as the game went on because of the two big Jamar Chase plays. You know, he caught the the slot-out route, and they were playing Tampa 2, and he just outran everybody rallying to tackle him, right? So that's one where I go, listen, that's just a great player making a great play, yeah. and I, I'd like to think you guys will rally and tackle better this time around. You know, the other time, you know, and I think you were here for us to show it, was he hit a cover two ball, like a whole ball on the left sideline because they had noticed something at the drive at the end of the first half that the safety didn't get high and wide. Sorensen wasn't getting to where he should go, and they hit a long touchdown to the sideline to Jamar Chase. So I think that scared Spagnolo out of zone coverages a little bit the first time. But as the game went on, I went – I kept writing down, and Pete's seen my notes. So I kept going, you're playing man-to-man. They get 20 yards. You play zone – they're barely averting disaster every time. It's always like, oh, he's about to get strip-sacked or hit or fumbled in the ball, and he just got out of his hand. Yeah. Or he just threw it away. Or he did get sacked. And that, to me, is where I think they got to look at it this time around and go, okay, we got to change this up a little bit. Third and 27, let's yeah. not play man-to-man so he could throw a back shoulder to chase 30 That's yards down the, the field. the one
2: chance you have as a quarterback, really. I mean, you walk to the line, you know it's a long shot. You see man-to-man, you're like, oh,
1: Maybe. With that, offense, yeah. with, that, with, that, with that offense. Why? Yes. Right. Why risk that? And then with your defense versus defensive line versus that offensive line, yeah. just again, you're yeah. you're letting the quarterback and the offensive coordinator off the hook, I think, by doing that. Let's look
2: a little bit more now. We're still talking about the AFC championship game, but flip it to the Bengals sure. focus a little bit more. Yeah. And whatever headline you want to pick is what excites you the most about the AFC championship game. At some point you have to wonder Defensively, can they slow down Mahomes? Yes, can right. They keep him under twenty-eight right. points. Can they keep him under twenty-four points? Right. So Cincinnati's effort against Tennessee, keeping them to sixteen, sure, it at least provides hope that okay, they have more than a fighting chance here. Yeah. What part of what they did against the Titans to get the best of them really stands out to you three days later?
1: Yeah, I, you know, I think I think where. You know, hey, we know the Bengals' offense is good, right? Yeah. You know, we talked about the Chiefs' offense. I think it's gotten even better since that first matchup, right? They're yeah. more patient yes. and all of that stuff. Uh, the Bengals will be the next unit, I think, after looking at the Chiefs and going, hey, their offense and Mahomes, and they've got everything fixed, and they're rolling. Yeah. The Bengals' defense, I think, has grown a little bit, too, since then. And the, and the fact that where really the last two games, the playoff games, I've seen more variety in defense. That, to me, is what gives them a fighting chance. That's it definitely you does see in the regular season. No, it, so it bothered correct. me a little. You're yeah. right. It bothered me a little bit where we're I went. Do I do. like the defense. They got a little of everything, but they're a little too basic. Yeah. They don't disguise at times. And I just want to go, uh, it's good. But to get out of the AFC yeah. or get to the playoffs, we need a few more wrinkles. Did that and start with the Raiders? It, win? It started with the Raiders win where there was a few blitzes and things where I went, "Ooh, I like this. Holy cow. You know, they had some guys walking around the line of scrimmage. I think Hubbard in that game was the guy that was kind of roaming and blitzing as one of the four rushers. But that was something that jumped out to me about this game against Tennessee. Some real looks, again, like you and I talk about a lot. The ones that quarterbacks hate. Blitz two, drop two. What are they doing? Wait, am I picked up? Do we protect this right? Wait. Oh, shit. Wait. All right, we did pick it up. Wait, now what's the coverage? Oh, crap. I've been hit. Oh, damn it. So that's where they've added a little bit more of an element to their defense, which I think will come in handy because, like we talked about, you can't just sit back and go, we're going to play cover four and they'll mess it up. That's over. Yeah. That's over. Don't expect to win the game that way anymore. And that's where – they got good cover corners. They got a decent pass rush, but they're gonna need a few calculated risks and let's mix up the coverage a little yeah. bit if they want to pull this off. I say DJ Reader. Yeah, and what he did against Tennessee. Oh my gosh. Where's your mind go? I mean, just an absolute just sledgehammer in the run game. Right. DJ Reader is the best run stopping D lineman left in the playoffs. Uh, he's a guy that really we probably should give credit for a, a little bit more. I think if we look at playoff weekend and you told me who were the best three defensive players playoff weekend, I'd go Jeffrey Simmons and the Titans. I'd probably go Von Miller, who just popped all game long against the Bucs. And then I'd probably go D.J. Reeder. He was a big part of why they stopped Tennessee's run game and Derrick Henry and company couldn't get going. He was amazing. He's a space eater. And he's got some explosion and power to push people back in the backfield, and he's going to have to have another good game this week if they want to win it.
2: I think you brought up your headline with the Bengals' defense, and it really all started, I mean, attention going to them. Remember the the Raiders had first and goal from about the 10-yard line late in that game? They prevented that score, and they kind of rode that momentum Mm -hmm. into really getting the best of Tennessee. You said that you like how they've evolved. They're a little more willing to do different things Let's see some examples now uh, against Ryan Tannehill. Sure. And Titans, Because he was, he was sacked a lot. He was frustrated a lot, threw a lot of picks. I, I know you kind of had a, a lot of selections here or a lot of
1: ways to go here in finding uh, ways to show us yeah, this. Yeah, I mean, you know, Tannehill didn't play well. Uh, there's no other way. I mean, it, it's not that he didn't play well. It's just he had three, three plays that were bad. You know that, and and two Pretty of bad. them were really bad. Yeah. Right, the one that wasn't so bad. You know, I don't want to sit here and blame him. The Mike Hilton, I'm going to throw the bubble screen to the receiver, and the guy made a great play. I'm not going to I'll totally blame Hill. I mean, uh, Tannehill there, but that was bad in the fact that it was 16 to six, and they drove down the field, and there you go. You're going to have a chance to get points or something there at the 20 yard line. and They didn't right. get it, right. so it really came back to bite him in the ass. But I do think. You know, again, here, look at this alignment, Paul. It's pretty cool again. It looks like it's an all-out blitz, right? Yeah. You're thinking, damn, they're bringing seven guys. It's just going to be four on four and in it's downfield. Not just pre-snap. Ball's been snapped. Ball's been snapped. And it looks like it. And looks. it looks like it, right? Yeah. And that's where it's cool. And I think this is some of the stuff you got to dabble in a little bit if you're going to play the Chiefs and beat the Chiefs. So now, go ahead, Pete, let it play. Watch how they do this. You know, they end up bringing five. And they bring five to one side almost and have people dropping for underneath coverages, let alone, you know, hey, they got some corners they can trust. Their corners are better than Buffalo. So they can, like, a handful of times go, hey, Alouzie, Eli Apple, you know, we're going to try this little blitz. You're going to be a little compromised. But you do it within the realms of risk calculation too to go wait i got them in a distance or a formation here that i feel pretty good about i know what they're going to do and that's when you dial up this kind of again it's just one guy but you know they're risking it a little bit up top of the screen with people playing in some man-to-man situations but if you go back pete again just a little bit like right after the snap you know you got a blitz like this Okay, you're thinking, "Oh, quarterback's thinking, oh, I'm hot. I got to throw the ball over the middle to somebody." To re- oh, wait, 55's in the way. Oh no, I don't know if I can do that. Oh, down here, 91 hit Furks or Hendrickson in the tight end position. There's nowhere to get him the ball right away, and by the time everybody starts to come free, guess what? The creative blitz got to town. Yep. So you're this is what I'm talking about what I like from the Bengals. There's a handful of these plays during the game where I go, I didn't see them do this stuff a lot in the regular season. Right. And it's coming about more and more in the playoffs. And I think, again, if they want to beat 49ers, Rams, Chiefs, well, whatever, yeah, to go where they yeah. got to go, they got to do some of this in some situations.
2: if, he, if you can, take it back. I, I know we're looking at from the, from the quarterback's point of view on this one. Take it back. There we go. So take it back as far as you can pre-snap. Um, so there we go right here. Okay. So as a quarterback, because I, I just want to highlight this, because we always yeah. talk about ways to confuse a quarterback. Right. If you're at the line wondering who's coming, who's not, You're really thinking about the two DBs. Yes. Are they coming? Right. They're showing their blitzing. Right. You're not thinking about the two down linemen to your left. You just assume they are. Exactly right. One of them ends up taking away the hook zone. Yes. And one drops back to the other side. Right. So, like, it's not only confusing and wondering how many are coming. The guys that don't come aren't the ones that you would have predicted.
1: Exactly right. It's It's really cool. It's really smart. Yeah. It's really smart. I bet you the numbers bear out that Hendrickson comes in these kind of looks all the time. They probably self scout themselves and go, yeah. let's do it, throw a curveball here, you know, something of that nature. But either way, yes, it is going to be that type of stuff. And I think it's smart. Is it risky? Yes. But it's got a lot of different elements that can be annoying to a quarterback. Yeah. Quarterback sees that alignment, he's going, oh, no, they're blitzing. I'm going to have something here. Right. Right. Oh, wait, it's not a blitz. I got none of my quick throws. Wait, let me wait for somebody downfield because they're still a little, oh, wait, the, the pass rush here is creative in the five to one side. Yeah. They couldn't get them all over there to slide the line that way and react quick enough. Right. So it has a lot of aspects, I think, that, again, will work against any offense as long as you got to have a feel for that offense yeah. a little bit and what they do and what they like to do.
2: And the cherry on top, 55. Who's, who's 55? Wilson. Okay, Wilson. Yeah. Not only did he not come, creating confusion, he took away the one Takes easy away the guy in the middle. Had.
1: That's what I mean. So most teams and quarterbacks, they go, I get this blitz, yeah. I'm going to have something in the middle of the field. The yeah. Right. I'm going to have something there. Well, Kelsey, Tyree Kill off of this. It's, you better be careful. You better be careful what you see, Mahomes, because right. there might be somebody dropping in that area that from the other side of the field you don't see. As we just saw, there, sacks right.
2: were a big part of what Cincinnati did. Interceptions also a, a, a huge negative for the Titans. Definitely,
1: I'd like to see a couple of those here. Yeah, have. definitely. I mean, again, you know, it's it's a game where I mean, there is this is it's it's a weird game. Yeah. I mean, really, there's games, if you didn't tell me the score, and I was just watching this on film, I'd go, wait, the Titans are winning here, right? They're, they're winning by two scores. They're winning by ten? Mm-hmm. Wait, what? They're down 9 nothing. What? How did that happen? Yeah. Okay, well, here, let's play a little game here. All right, first off, this was one of the things I th- saw through the day. I always love doing stuff like this. You see tight end to the left, all right? This is a run play. It's an RPO, right? The Titans run this play a lot. It's like inside zone, the tight end, 87 on the left. He goes backside to kick a guy out. They run this play a lot, the Tennessee Titans. Lou Anar- Anarumo. And I'm messing up his name. Lou Anarumo. 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 Sorry, guy. he's from Staten Island. He's yeah. awesome. He's the man. <laughs> but, like, I guarantee, you know, this was an automatic check or a call the defense made when they got in these alignments, going, wait, we can't stop this play because they're going to get us in a passing set. We're going to play passing defense. They're going to run the inside zone, and Derrick Henry's going to cut back between the hole, the tight end blocking in the backside. Well, they decide, hey, when they do this, screw them. We're going to blitz the nickel guy off the edge. So now. The defensive end, 94 Hubbard, can take the inside gap off the tight end, and now you have somebody on the outside gap too in Hilden to take away any cutback run for, from Derrick Henry. Let, so here we go. Let it play out. And so this is the Titans' answer. Oh, okay, you're going to blitz. You're going to outnumber us. We throw it out there. Okay, we got two yards, but we didn't hand the ball off and lose three yards because we decided to run it into a look that didn't make sense, right? Right. This is coaching here. So that's smart. And Hilden, look, he probably has a good idea. Like, this is what they do off of it. So he's getting his hands up. He's trying to make something happen. Well, guess what happens? 16-6, third quarter, big drive of the football game. Look at the formation. Again, tight end to the left. He's offset the ball. I bet you there's huge clues and numbers that say they like to run the inside zone with the tight end going off the backside and kicking out the weak side guy. So that's why they have this check here. And here it comes again. The blitz. But this time... Hilton knows. He saw it once, and he goes, he's not handing this off. I know that. I'm going to get this freaking ball and try to bat it down or do something that way. See, this time he takes almost a different lane approach. He doesn't even, like, really worry about the run. He goes right upfield to Tannehill. Because he's going, I see this. This is their answer. Coach told me this all week. I'm not going to be fooled by it again. Tannehill. Fool me once. Shame on you. Fool me can't fool me again. There you go. Okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Tannehill didn't give any indication. Like There wasn't even an instant where he was handing this ball it, off. No,
1: No, no. Because this is what he's done all year. This is the answer. Way, but... Yeah, yeah. There's nothing by him. He's yeah. just going, I'm getting the ball. I'm yeah. going out here. This is what I've been coached to do. Right. So, you know, again, we're going to blame Tannehill for this. I understand that. This to is tough. This is a really good nickel corner. Yeah. A team that was coached the right way. And just made a great play in a big moment. I don't sit here and go, oh man, man, double negative for Ryan Tannehill. Hey, shit happens. It's a football field, and sometimes this kind of thing happens. But But his his third interception. This shit can happen. Different story. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It just. Third and five. The game's tied. Mm -hmm. The only way you lose the game is to throw an interception here. Yeah. It's the only way you lose right now. I mean, you know, I know anything can happen in overtime, but to get out of regulation. So I think what what bothers me here more than anything is you got three receivers to the right, got a, a Westbrook Akina at the top of the screen, number 15 at receiver, and really he's the guy I want you to focus on. It's him versus Eli Apple on the top. And what I don't love is, all right, as you roll the tape, watch Eli Apple. Eli Apple really never backs off once he sees Tannehill get to the top of his route. See right here, nothing really turned him or flipped his hips to a degree where you go, oh man, I'm really going to jam, I'm going to throw this in there. Get a little turn and cross over there, I think, but this is what bothered me in the fact that there's not a ton of separation, and he's already made his mind up to throw the football, and again, I know, I know, it's not like the worst, the most egregious ever, but it's a situation where you got to be really careful. Situation. It's situation. Yeah. That's where, and they're are usually a great situational team. Yeah. So just don't take these chances in this moment. We'll punt the ball, and yes, Pete's in my ear, and that's the next point. Look at eighty-six Ferkser. He's coming across. You throw him the ball. He's probably gonna get the first down. It's third and five. So I would think he's gonna get it. But, get out of the backfield, too. Yeah, the backfield. Give you got Hillard right at the top. Maybe give it to him right now. He's in space, one-on-one with the guy in uh, Jermaine Pratt, right, from North Carolina State. But he decides to go this way. My problem is just that, one, I don't love the Eli Apple really turns or goes away, right? I mean, I know there's a little bit. But really, yeah. to the, the throw of these routes, usually the guy is like going, oh, shit, he's going to run a go route. Let yeah. me get out of here and run away well, a little bit. no separation. At and it's westbrook yeah. it's It's like – if that's A.J. Brown, I bet you he goes back. Right. Even Julio, I bet you he turns because he's going, oh, shit, they're taking a shot at me. So, hey, unfortunate. Again, that's not the most egregious interception in the world. The first interception was the worst one by far to right. start the game. Play action pass, just stare a guy down. Never really looked at the safety baits in the middle of the field. That was the worst. But as far as timing was concerned, this was the worst. And, of course, you know, after this, it was Burrow to Chase in the deep out, and it was game over. Speaking of Burrow to Chase, we got to spend a little bit of yeah.
2: time with that Bengals offense. And a little bit ago, before we kind of turned our attention to the Bengals, you talked about how Kansas City just cannot get caught playing too much man right. against these receivers. Right. They also throw to the tight end of <laughs> running back. Yeah. So Tennessee did play some man, and it
1: cost them. I. It did. This is where I got to – you got to be buyer beware with this group, playing man-to-man. You know, one, Burrow's smart. He's accurate. Yeah. 50-50 balls are not 50-50 balls with these group of receivers, right, like we talk about all the time. And then, you know, like what I want to go is just like the protection problems we've already talked about. And then it's a group, and especially the one guy who might be the only guy that can – like compete with number 10 in Kansas City to go, he might be the most dangerous receiver in football. Yeah. This guy can catch a seven-yard slant and go 90 no. yards to the house. Yeah. So why do we want to go, oh, do it, do it. We dare you to do it. We dare you. a smart game. I, this is one of the defensive calls the whole game that I don't understand. They played a perfect style. They played zone coverages. They passed things off. And the front four got there a lot. Yeah. I mean, this is one of the only plays of the first half. This and a check down to Mixon, and they got nine points in the first half. Yeah, but this was a huge part, and this is run right here where you could just flip field position and who knows what happens. But they decide to bring the all-out blitz on the 11-yard line, and it's an obvious, it's obvious, obvious all-out too. blitz. Look no here. Confusion here, it isn't. There's nobody that looks like oh he might be dropping out or going the other way. And the back end, they are clearly showing that they're playing. It's now. the look we talk about. It's just the picket fence four cross yeah. look, right? So now. They call a great play. We're going to throw the ball out here to chase and get somebody out there to kick somebody out, and you try to make a move. So go ahead. Let it roll. But this is where I would go, Kansas City, you're crazy if you play these, this type of defense against this group here. I mean, they just played throw it to this guy, and he's going to make somebody miss, and let's see if they continue to want to play this defense and gamble like this. It's, it's a stay route. I mean, it's a stay route. It's, this was their adjustment to this play. So just get in the quick and space, and let's see where he goes. And go ahead. Let it roll, Pete. So there he is. I mean, it's a one-yard route. He caught the ball one yard down the field. And I don't know. I mean, he's every bit as dangerous as Hill. Right. And here we go. You know, I don't know why he didn't keep running straight. I think he should have kept running straight. It was a phenomenal play by Amani hooker. It really was it mean, would have been gone he'll probably he Hill probably, yeah. probably got a little bit more speed for sure, but it's not it's not far off. The thing that's different about him is I think it's really close. he just looks makes it look easier, yeah, but I, like I'm agree lighting. with you. I think Hill probably yeah. maybe gets at least a few more yards uh but this is the point is is what we said right. You better watch playing this kind of defense. Uh, against the Bengals. And Kansas City did this too much the first time around, and they got burned. And here's another element you got to worry about. And I would think even with this a week like this, they're going to have two or three other plays ready for this look here to go, oh, here's another receiver screen or some else type of thing that's cute to get a guy the ball and and gash you in an all-out blitz look. Lots to like about Cincinnati going up against
2: that Chiefs defense uh, with Burrow and all those weapons. I think you also have to be concerned – about the Bengals' offensive line, definitely against the Chiefs' D line. Yeah, when, when when you set your mind on that part of the matchup.
1: Yeah, what do you think? Well, that's scary to me. You know, I go back to what I said a few minutes ago, where I just go, I've never seen a team or an offense that got to the Super Bowl that looked like that in a divisional round. I'm just gonna say it again. I'm not saying they can't do it. Right. You no, know, I'm not rooting against them or anything like that. Calls I just, for concerned I have a hard time going back. I am a historian. I am the psycho that's watched all these games, like, back and forth million times over the years. And I just don't remember, like, the closest resemblance I can remember, and, again, this is a passing football team, too, is, like, maybe the Steelers in 2008, that was a really bad offensive line where you went, man, can they really get to the Super Bowl with that offensive line? Yeah. Oh, well, they had a guy like Burrow and Big Ben who can make people miss and do stuff like that. He certainly does not flinch. He's amazing that way. But it is a concern on the road, crowd noise, Frank Clark, Chris Jones, uh, Melvin Ingram, mm-hmm. I and mean, that's that's it's going to be tough sledding. It Maybe really is
2: them if, if they know or if they feel confident that they can get pressure which is the reason you drop any kind of defense. If they can get pressure with their D-line, maybe they won't feel the need to play any kind of man or anything aggressive in the back end.
1: I would hope so. I would hope so. And then, you know, hey, linebackers are healthy in this matchup. Maybe they'll be better at rallying and tackling. you you got to concede something in this matchup, both of these teams. You're not going to just stone cold stop the Bengals or the Chiefs on offense. So you got to pick your poison. All right. Yeah, we might sacrifice letting Burrow pick us apart here and there. But we're not going to sacrifice to the fact where if he throws a five-yard route, it could be an 80-yard touchdown. Right. Those are the decisions you got to make as a coach. And Spagnuolo is pretty good. He'll he'll find the the right risk-reward calculation there to go forward
0: here with. Around any corner, within every
2: battle, and with the dawn of each new day, the threat of the unexpected, the unpredictable, and the unrelenting lies in wait. But Marines will always be there. They are the constant in the chaos. No matter the battlefield, Marines adapt to win, defeating every shifting threat, protecting our nation's future. The few, the proud, the Marines. To the NFC, start out with Tampa Bay playing against the Los Angeles Rams. What, one of the fun parts about doing this three days later is you can really kind of sift through and kind of know what your, what your main point is about what went wrong, what went right for both sides. So when we look at the Todd Bowles defense yeah. for the Buccaneers, it's John right. Sean McVay offense. Right. What mistakes did the Buccaneers make that, that really got exploited?
1: I think, you know, things that jump out to me right off the bat, Rams offensive line played one of the best games of the year. You know, this Bucs D line, they're healthy, and you're going, well, I, Rams protection has been iffy. They played great physically. One, just the way they held their ground. Two, they were all over all the Todd Bowles blitzes and stuff. It's like they knew it was coming. It's like they were in the. They had a coach to communicate. You know, coach to helmet communication. Like, oh, Bowles is calling this defense. Okay, great. We'll do this, 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 and we'll run these routes. And boom, they were all over some of the schematical blitzes. My problem with Todd Bowles, I think, in this game, just to go specifically to that. Again, this is one of the great defensive minds in the sport. But I've said this about him before, too aggressive, too much respect to the Rams run game. Mm. You got the best run defense in football. Why are you playing the let's overload the box? I'm so scared that we can't stop an average running offense in football Mm. with my great run defense. Yeah. Let alone they have weapons that were compromised in coverage. Why are we doing that? To me, that especially jumped out to me where I just went, man, man. I just can't believe some of these looks. The Bucks, all the people at the line of scrimmage, like they're playing the 49ers or some great running football team. Yeah, I didn't get that. I thought they compromised themselves a little bit being that that aggressive and, and from that standpoint. A
2: lot of soft corners too. I mean,
1: definitely. I always hate saying yeah. that they were easy because
2: I know it's not easy, right? But I mean, they gave him a lot of looks. That, were, that weren't, like, super difficult well, by I, NFL standards.
1: I think it ties together. You're, t- you're telling you're, – because we're talking the same language. They're playing some of these looks and off coverage because they got seven and eight guys in the box. So yeah. they're going, wait, I have no safety help here. Yeah. Or I got one safety in the middle of the field. But, damn, this is a lot of area I got to cover this guy. I can't bump Cooper Cup and Odell Beckham Jr. all game long. Right. So I think that played into it and played off of it. Where, why the extra guy's in the box? Now your corners do have to play off. And, yeah, they got rolling and had answers, and they gave the Rams confidence early, and Stafford's playing great. Yeah. He's playing great, and they carved him up. I
2: think of all the quarterbacks playing right now, and there aren't aren't too many left, if you look at the end of the regular season compared to what they've done in the postseason, like he's the one, and they're all – you can point to all four of them and say that they're playing well. But I I think Stafford has elevated his game from the end of the regular season. That little pocket he was in to throw a hundred percent. You look at where he was early
1: January to where he is now. It's a pretty big gap. Huge gap. I mean, how many times during the month of December did I go? The Rams got it all working except except right. He was throwing the run games working. Yeah, you know, the offense looks good. The defense is playing great. The special teams, just like we saw in that game, too. It's great. It's just can we trust him? And, and, now and he's turned it around. I think he's 75%. I
2: think he's over 10 yards per attempt. Just like some, some wow. Kind wow. Of
1: Seeing the field perfect. Yeah. Throwing the ball. I mean, he's got to be healthier than what he was. And I know yeah. he was banged up for a, a, a long part of the season. Throwing the ball, I mean, Perfectly. High-degree difficulty of throws for the most part. I mean, no it's picks, very no – no picks. picks. Yeah. I mean, really, maybe one dicey decision in this whole game against Tampa Bay. Yeah. And, you know, the one thing I do notice, too, is I feel like he shortened his motion a little. Mm. I do. Or he can get a little, like, he's got such a great arm and hand that he can just kind of let it fly and flow like a Mahomes at time, where, you know, I was watching him warm up. In both playoff games, because you know it's long pregame shows and stuff, and I'm going, damn, he's like really being conscious of not letting it go mm. all over the place. You know, the game, of course, it's going to go all over, go a little more over the place, but uh, man, he's on fire right now. McVeigh's on fire, and yeah, I didn't, I didn't understand that approach by the Bucks D. Yeah, I know we're going to see uh,
2: a, a pass play to Cooper Cup. I want to highlight just to, just to point it out, just yeah. because I know you nerd out on this stuff the same way I do. His last pass yeah, against that blitz, 50 right. yards downfield, all yeah. the money. I mean, of all the awesome passes this weekend, I mean, maybe maybe that's at the top of the list. It's towards
1: the top, for sure. And there's a lot of things to hit here. I, I don't know why the Bucks are playing this defense, which I don't understand is the first thing I want to say. Yeah. You know, second off, secondly, yeah, you're right. It's one of the best passes of the weekend. And I was going to say something else, too. But either way, The 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 play, the control of the football, the knowing of where to go with it. You know, even there on this play, you know, I heard like Bruce Arians and I I talked about this a little, like where he talked about like, well, you know, one of our guys didn't blitz. It didn't matter.
2: Yeah.
1: First off, one guy that was supposed to be blocked was already coming free, so he saw him coming at him, and he had another guy free. He was on his back foot, ready to throw that ball. Regardless, it didn't matter if Levante David blitzed or not um but this is a little bit like the titans Bengals game but mm-hmm. even maybe to a different degree where i told you like if you didn't tell me the score right. and i was just watching the game i'd go the titans are winning right by 10 or so or something like that this is one of those games where if you didn't tell me the score or you didn't show me the turnovers i'd go so the rams are up by four touchdowns right they're up yeah. by 30 yeah they're 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 fucking killing them on both sides of the ball and they were for a while they were killing them yeah. It was. I've never seen a three-point game where one team kicked the shit out of the other team so badly. No, it was unreal. Yeah. All right. So let's get to a play here. Okay. This is. I think this
2: is the Buccaneers not paying enough attention to Cooper Cup. It's. It's all of it. It's. It's. It's here. It's the first Which or is, second drive of the game. Hard to believe those words come out of my mouth. Well,
1: no, Cooper Cup. And then what are we doing? We're playing the Rams like this is the greatest run team in the history of football. Like set eight guys at the line of scrimmage. What yeah. the fuck is the point of pay- paying Vita Vea and Sue and Barrett? And if you're not going to put a little pressure you know, on these guys as far as what they do there. But, yes, here we go. All right, so now you're committed. Oh, we're going to stop the run. We're going to stop the run. All right, well, there we go. Great. You stop Free- the run. Look at, t- look at Cooper Cup on the left. Free release. Free release. Nobody, Nobody touching there. him. And now he's got the whole middle of the field with a safety who's really playing zone coverage. This is a three-deep zone. And they got all the space in the world. Look at Matthew Stafford right now. He's just going, holy shit, is this real? Is he really this fucking open? Oh, my gosh. Boom. I mean, these are some of the looks they got on early on in the game. Where I just, again, I would have took the other approach. I would have gone, I'm going to play cover two yeah. and stop it. And I want to see if acres and sony michelle and everybody like, yeah maybe we're outnumbered in the box but i want to see you can actually run it against our group right. i would have gone the other way around
2: because the, the one thing even though there's tweaks for for everybody on both sides of the ball in the playoffs one thing you know they're going to try and do is get cooper cup a dozen
1: catches no doubt that's happening the one thing you know that they're good and can really kill you with is explosive plays in the pass game yeah i mean that that's what they are the whole year right i give mcveigh credit he's always patient with the run it's the 25th ranked run offense in football why are we playing it like it's, like, you know, again, the 93 Cowboys here? Yeah. I, that's where I don't get that.
2: Defensively for yeah. the Rams. Uh, right. We've talked a lot about how teams, some of them have to blitz, some of them don't with their D line. I thought their D line, I mean, no surprise, a lot of money, a lot of big names up there. D line showed up. D line showed up. I big mean, time. Bigger than what I would have expected.
1: I didn't expect that. I would say, I, I think exceeded expectations counts. Ah, that's I mean. Fair. You know, you talk about 2D lines, that got stars on them. Well, the Hollywood stars showed up a lot more than the Tampa stars. I'll say that. Yeah. You know, again, they did everything we talk about when you want to disrupt Brady or any great offense. You know, is it four? Is it five? Is somebody dropping? Who is blitzing? You know, the Rams, they pressure with five maybe more than most teams. You know, because they got five freaks and they just want to get you five guys and they believe in their ability to play zones with one less guy and break your team down and still have the guys in the right way. But to me, that was the, the key to the game. You know, Von Miller, like you heard me say earlier, he was the Man. best defensive player in football this weekend, other than Jeffrey Simmons. He was everywhere, yeah. run game included. I mean, he dominated these tackles. But yes, I think it's across the board where I was just shocked. It was an ass-whooping from everybody. There was other healthy guys on the Bucks' O-line. Right, right. I mean, Donovan Smith at left tackle, he got his ass whooped a bunch of times, too. It was just, that's where I was surprised. I think I look at the game and then go, the Bucks came out running the football and maybe, got away from it way too quickly. Yeah, should have done it more. Right. They had a clear advantage, but they got down 10 nothing and they panicked and they stopped running it. And it took away a big part of their offense and got them in a game where the Rams were like, wait, can we sign up for the, you're going to throw the ball 50 times? Because that's what we're built for. Right. I mean, they played right into their hands that way. So I thought they panicked a little early that way. And within the early pressure, as we talked about, and we're going to talk about another quarterback in the next game, it it, it made Brady jumpy. Mm. You know, He, he he gets flinchy and starts bobbing his head and, you know. And, oh, wait, first read, he's not open. Let me just get the ball to the check down. Yeah. You know, there was some of that going on. His his body, like his like um,
2: it changes after the first guy's not there.
1: No doubt. Yeah. No doubt. In a game like this, too, where he did not feel comfortable, right. he was definitely jumpy, and there was definitely a few plays where I go, well, the protection's not bad here. You could get to read two or three. But he had been hit a few plays before that or pressured the last two or three times he dropped back. So then he goes – Well, I don't know if i got the time. Let me just get it out. Yeah. And that's what the Rams do to you. They they fuck up the internal clock of a quarterback, and they definitely did that on Sunday.
2: We've talked so much about each one of these defenses that we've addressed so far. Yeah. How much man did they play? How much zone did they play? What should the mix be? Man against zone. What did the Rams do?
1: They played more man, I felt, in this game than I've seen them play, Uh, which I wasn't sure how they were going to approach that, but I think a little bit because they just went, wait, we're pretty good in the secondary, you know, we think our five can get there, Right. Or, or the four with a little creativity can get there to where you guys don't have to cover forever. But we don't want to rush five and rush four – and then just always play zone. So then Brady will pick us apart for four yards here, five yards here, eight yards here. Oh, we looked at the four-yard completion and hit a 10-yard and cut behind it because we squeezed on that. You know, that's to me what I thought was the the a little bit of the unexpected or brilliant part. I thought the Rams were going to still try to play zones and just have people dropping in the right areas. But played some man and, yeah, made Brady have to – make some throws with people bearing down on them. I thought that was a cool thing they did. And I think that translates to a little bit what they're going to have to do in this one coming up, you know, against the 49ers. Because they got to – this is a different animal. Now they got to shift to them, get after Brady to, wait, we got to hunker down and stop the run game of the 49ers. Yeah. And with these five man fronts, and I think a little bit of what they saw the Packers do on defense, they're going to yeah. be able to copy some of that stuff, but it's a different mindset altogether.
2: So that's kind of where I wanted to go next. Yeah. Uh, the other stop in the NFC, 49ers beating the Packers 13 10. I know it's cold, and I know playoff football, Yeah, teams don't score as much sometimes, but this was, I mean, only 23 total points. Yeah. I mean, really strong. What can they learn, they being the, the Rams defensively, what can they learn from watching the Green Bay defense and the success they had against the Niners' run-based offense? Yeah,
1: the, the, the one thing, I mean, the, the Packers played their best defensive game of the year. That's where it's a shame. Yeah. It really is. They, they played as good as they've played in any other game the whole year. I've always been a little bit one to question their physicality against really good running teams. They brought it. I mean, Joe Barry, defensive coordinator. He should be proud of what he coached and what the way his players reacted to his his plan. I mean, they smash-mouthed a forty nine run game where you heard Troy Aikman and Buck early in the game. You know, Shanahan told us they would like to run the ball forty plus times tonight. Yeah, forty. What? Yeah. Well, the the you know the Packers are ready for that, and yeah. they had to go to Plan B a little bit. You know, yeah. they got to close to thirty, but they couldn't go forty because they just weren't having enough success. But that's where I get into that five man front again. A lot of five man fronts from the Packers. Five man fronts, even sometimes with, you know, five man fronts and the outside guy never being leveraged. Was that new for them? They dabble in that. This was a every down, and you could tell there was a specific thought to how they were playing it. So, you know, hey, four down front, maybe one linebacker's on one line of the scrimmage. You got your middle linebacker, and usually your weak side linebacker's in the box, right, with that other middle linebacker. So you got a five-man front. They did things where, okay, four down front, linebacker on the end of the line of scrimmage to the tight end side, middle linebacker right in the middle, and then the weak side linebacker, instead of being in that, like, guard tackle gap or the guard center gap— They move them outside, like on the edge of the tackle, or if there was a receiver in a tight split almost head up with them. So they go like, you're not going to fucking run, toss crack on us and smash us in there. And now we're all stuck inside. So they had linemen in the middle to stop the inside run game, but did a good job of going, wait, we're going to be able to protect the edges and you're not going to toss the ball to Debo Samuel and run around free on us either. And that was things that I look at and go, I think the Rams can replicate that.
2: Yeah. It seems like something that is so logical when you think about what the Niners want to do. I mean, do they have the linebackers to, to personnel wise? To do that and succeed? Because they do. If you
1: watch that three times, you're like, damn, I'm going to do that. You, you, I can do that. What you got to be able to do with it is now we got our run fits and now we're playing this. But now when Shanahan runs his little play action and wants to hit Debo over the middle yeah. of all that, do we have the people there to defend it? Yeah. And that's where you got to be able to tie it together and make sure you get people there too. Because you play those fronts. You better have somebody, once they say set hut, You know, and you realize, okay, it's not the outside run, kind of floating back to the middle of the field because Kittle or Debo Samuel are going to be there, and that's where they want to throw the football. We know that. We've broken that down how many times during the year, the spray chart of the Garoppolo 49ers offense. So with the Rams specifically to that matchup, they like to do their down fronts and have Floyd and Von Miller on the edge, right? I think you play those type of fronts, but you're going to have one guy more times than not hey, oh, it's a play-action, you, you know, flow back to the middle linebacker position. Try to get him to be another body, eat some space up, get your hands up so they can't throw one of those pop slants off a play-action pass that kill us so much. Right. Well, uh, that makes sense. Absolutely, it makes sense. Yeah. I, I'd, I'd like to
2: see the – Green Bay run defense doing well. It was a great description of how their are were playing. Thank you. I tried. Playing.
1: I tried, yeah. yeah. I'd like to actually see a little bit. <laughs> yeah, you know, and this this is one here, again, where maybe that linebacker isn't as kicked up. But you see the five-man front. You see Gary at the top. Or I think this is uh, – I think that might be Zedarius at the top of the screen. On the outside edge of uh, Trent Williams, you know, a significant amount out there, too, to where it's going to be hard to get outside of him. You know, here on the bottom of the screen, you got Gary who's – you know, about head up with the receiver, right, Debo Samuel yeah. there, maybe slightly on the edge of the inside, right. but not to the point where Debo's just going to be able to smash him down with momentum and get him stuck there. You could see there, I mean, right as the snap goes, okay, his step goes outside, and he makes sure he doesn't get leveraged by the two tight ends here. Oh, that's 50, excuse me. But they have secondary guys here right off the bat that attack the edge and don't let anything outside. You know, so this isn't specifically as much to the running alignment as maybe I explained to the other ones there. But you see there again, they have people on the outside ready for any sort of toss or outside play to where they can get creased around the edge. And then, of course, the bodies are the inside to stop the running game. You know, and there's probably a clip or two that I probably also should have picked out that might have shown the alignment exactly the way uh, I wanted to show it because, You know, what I really wanted to show, it's a little harder with this one, but where, you know, it's, it's like Debo Samuel extended out a little, right? He's out here at the normal wide receiver position here at the bottom of the screen instead of standing up, and... Then they had the two guys on the line of scrimmage outside the tight ends or the tackles or whoever it may be to stop it that way. This is a little more of a condensed front. Doesn't explain my picture as much. I picked the wrong play. I'm an idiot for that. But you guys got my point. (laughs) Yeah. The point is uh, he. Pete says, "Blame me." Nah, it wasn't. It's it's a good we a we good had teammate. the plays picked, yeah. and I was like, "Yeah, this is a good one." But there was one other one I should have picked that that I think would have explained uh, more what I'm talking about. Well, I want to keep it with this theme because just
2: like you know, the Rams, no matter what kind of little tweaks they're doing, they're going to throw to Cooper Cup. The Niners, no matter what the formations and motions are, they're going to run the ball. One of the most popular stats this week is the fact that the 49ers have beaten the Rams six consecutive times. Last four games against the Rams, they've run the ball at least 30 times. Anytime a team is running at 30-plus, you know it's at least a close game, if not a game that they're winning. Uh, They're running for 122, 112, 156, 135 last four games against them. So that's coming. How do you think that part of the game is going to go?
1: They have to change the approach. Here, here's two things that I think work for a little bit more for the Rams. They are totally healthy and greased up on the offensive line. You know, I think even in the first matchup this year, Sean Robinson wasn't healthy. And even in the second matchup, I think he was just getting back in the fold. So he wasn't totally he's – he's their best space eater. So the fact that he's healthy and rolling here a little bit, that does help him. So now you talk about him, gains. you know, number 91 – and Aaron Donald is your three interior guys with Floyd and Von Miller, I decided to go, okay, it's a little different animal than what the 49ers have have had to deal with. I do think they've totally grasped on to the Raheem Morris scheme here. You know, that's the other thing I would look at. But my big thing would be this, let alone, hey, yeah, they're healthier, and I think they're better than what they were. You just you absolutely have to sell out to stop the run on first and second down, a little bit like the Packers did in this football game. They 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 were going. They got into a, we're, you're not going to beat us with the run. If you win, it's going to be Jimmy Garoppolo having to make a few g- big plays. And, in fact, they didn't run. And, really, Garoppolo didn't make a few it good didn't, plays. Didn't it's just to... their special teams fucked it up. Yeah. You know? yeah They're that, and I would tell you the Packers offense let them down a little bit. Yeah. But, yeah, I think that's where I would look at it. We talked about the Rams playing a little more man-to-man. Yeah. You know, I think you got to probably dabble in a little bit more man to man in this matchup, too. Yeah. But for a different reason, not for being surgically picked apart, but just to go, wait, one more guy we can add to the run game, you know, and then hopefully keep a free body or two in the middle, like I said, to stop some of the over the middle stuff. Right. There's a weakness with the 49ers in this area where I do think it'll be a little different for the Rams, too. And it'll be a little bit like what they did to 72 Wells for Bucks this last week. The right side of the 49ers O line is scary, you know. Kelly and Compton, uh, yeah, Brunskill and Kelly, excuse me, sixty and sixty-six, I believe it is. Okay, they're scary. scary Against this group, as in, scary as in – I don't know. I mean, Rashad Gary whooped their ass you're in this game. For them, and I'm scared was... for them and yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo and the fact that, you know, it, it, again, you get to this time of the year, D lines. It's just. Man, there's, when you have a talented D-line in these type of games, yeah. just the, the level of intensity and attention to detail goes up, I know, to another level. People probably go, how? The NFL is so intense all regular season. Yeah. Trust me. This is different. This is legacy changing. It's Super Bowl rings. It's extra $100,000 in your pocket. Yeah. There's a lot of things like that that motivate these guys. They want to be champions. And uh, I worry about that little aspect for the 49ers O line Last two playoff games, the win at Dallas and the win
2: at Green Bay, really, and this is a credit to San Francisco, played out exactly the way they wanted it to. Right. They jumped out to the lead. Yep. Dallas, hey, run, 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 run. Right. A little bit of Jimmy G. Right. Super tight game the entire way. Lambo, it's cold. We can lean on the run. Yeah. What if the Rams, as I pointed out, played much better than they were at the end of the regular season? What if it's 14-3 end of the first quarter? Do you see the Niners sticking with that run or like, Hey, Jimmy G, uh shit's changing a little bit here. It's gonna be a lot more on you.
1: Fourteen to three, I don't think, will change Shannon a lot. For this quarter. Yeah, I don't think it'll change him a lot. Okay. He's gonna get a little more aggressive, but he he he's not gonna like abandon the game plan yet. He's got great faith in his defense. Yep. He does, and he should. They're the best defense left in the playoffs, I think. I mean it's them or the Rams. Yep. All right, so you got that aspect. And I still think he knows, man. You know, I know people. Oh, we got We're down by eleven, and we got to throw the ball. But he's the kind of guy that's different in football. Where goes? Well, my best way to get explosive plays are in the run game. Still, yeah. Give Debo Sam with the ball one of my cool runs that I, I drew up in the lab this week with the pen and the pad. Yeah. And do all of that. So that's where I don't think he'll give up. It's going to get scary. Yep. And you go to twenty-one to three. A 21-3 third quarter. That, that to me is where, yeah, yeah. he's going to have to start thinking about, yeah, I'm going to have to throw the ball a little bit more than I'd like. And they're going to just have to trust Jimmy Garoppolo and hope he looks like he did at the end of the Rams game in, in week 18. Right. Where he drives them down for a clutch touchdown drive to tie the game and, and, you know, help them to go on and win the football game in general.
2: Other side, giant kudos to the Niners defense. This is yes. two weeks in a row. Yeah, Last week, number one scoring offense in football. They're held in the teens. This week, uh, the likely MVP – Aaron Rodgers finds success right away and then none the rest of the game. Right. What specific credit are you giving them on that side of the ball for what they just did?
1: I, I just think it's it's the you know like I said I think it's the most sound I mean, think we encompass it all I think it is the best defense. It's close with the Rams. The Rams are a little different because they'll be a little bit more creative and take a few chances and things of that nature to where you can make a play on them every now and then. The 49ers play a style of like they don't take a whole lot of chances. You know, they go on, wait, this is our defense. Here's cover four. We adjust that cover four rules according to how you play every week. You don't know exactly how we're going to play it. They're really good with their rules and then throwing you some some curveballs. Again, it's a scheme that's related or, you know, in, in the Seattle scheme. But they don't play Seattle cover three a whole lot. They are a quarters team. That might, oh, oh, wait, wait, it's it's half to this side. It looked like quarters. It's half. But they put a lot of pressure on their front four and their two linebackers to sometimes be outnumbered in the run game. And They're very good down. at disguising. Yeah. You know, oh, it is three deep. There's an extra man in the box. Set hut like we talked about last week, and they drop out and it's cover two. Right. Or the opposite. They do all of those things. They're as good as passing off, you know, players in zone coverage as any team in football. To me, them and the Titans were the two best at it. So that's where they're really good on that side of the ball. But to me, that's they had great feel for what the Packers wanted to do. First off, they said, "Fuck you, we don't care about your run game." Yeah. All right, they did what we would say, like what the Bucks should have done. You know, your run game's good, but it's not great. We're not that scared of it. Right. We're more scared of Rodgers and Adams and what yeah. that can do. So they erred on playing pass defense more times than not, which I agree with. And then they have a front four who's scary, like yeah. the Rams. It's scary front four. It really is. And they're amazing with how they cut couch their coverages. And how they break things down. Well, let's see that. Yeah. Let's
2: go early second quarter. And really, after that first drive, Chris, I mean, there are so many drives. uh
1: You're thinking, uh-oh. Is it more about frustration than production for the Packers? a a little that. I think, you know, the 49ers settled in. You know, the first drive, again, don't ever come away watching a first drive as a fan and go, whoa, no, this is the way this game's going to go. First drive is the ultimate defense wait we don't know what they're going to do we might be a little conservative early to feel it out offense going oh i got all these cool plays i haven't you don't know what's coming here we go so it can lead you to thinking like oh no they got them listen i was watching this and i went oh that wasn't a good look for the 49ers Uh uh-oh but and i think they played kind of conservative in the first drive rogers then made a few plays i still look at the play with mercedes lewis on the second drive like listen The Packers, if they could have got up two scores, who knows what would have happened. I I think they probably would have won the game, but they could never get up two scores and really force Garoppolo and Shanahan to have to drop back and throw the the ball. They never were forced into that. They dropped the ball between the special teams, you know, offensively, all of it. And, yes, the 49ers, the game went on. They might as well have been in the huddle with Rodgers. They're all over everything. And what I'll say about Rodgers is, and what's disappointing is, he made no draw-dropping play the whole game. Mm -hmm. He never made one play that you went, oh, that's going to be the play that's going to get him over. Or they needed that to change the momentum. Never. And a little bit like Brady, where I feel like the pass rush early got to him. And he was way too conservative and wanted to get the ball out of his hands too quick on, on a number of plays. A little jumpy. Maybe. little jumpy again. Just like yeah. the same word. You're right. It's jumpy where you go, hey, early on, I get it. You know, you're, just, you're getting used to the game. Okay, it's Bosa and Armstead. They're yeah. dangerous. And, hey, first guy's not open. Let me just get the check down. That's cool. But there was a handful of plays as the game went on where I went, yeah. you're protected. And I, you, I'm i watching the film, and you didn't look at your second or third receiver. You just looked right. at one and just said, where's my check down? Yeah. And I'm going to go, two's open. Right. And it didn't happen a ton. Don't get me wrong. But, enough. but it's Aaron Rodgers, too. Like that, I yeah. hold him to a different level of right. respect and expectations. And as his play during the
2: season, I mean, it should lead you to that. And, like, sometimes numbers don't tell the whole story. But a guy whose flirt was 70%. Throwing 37 touchdowns four picks it kind of screams okay maybe he's being careful and that's what impressed me the most about his season but he was really selectively aggressive throughout all these games yes he was he, was. he made a lot of difficult throws in addition right. to the smart throws too and i didn't see i didn't see as many no hey, tactical practice, aggressive plays like
1: you're saying exactly yeah that, that part of it wasn't there as no much. It, de- it definitely was not and that's you know that's what they rely on again you know, they're the, the team that I questioned all year long, and I'm not trying to pat myself in the back. Again, I would have loved to see them playing this weekend. I love mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers yeah. as a player. But they're the team I said all year long, can you really get to the Super Bowl on just executing and we're not going to make the mistake? Yeah. Right? That's how I felt the team they were all year. It's great in the regular season. Yeah. But as we've seen with all these other games, you need some guys to make some plays every now and then. Yeah. they got to make a play. And they didn't make a play – And then had two or three blunders in execution, and all of a sudden, fuck, it's a playoff game, we're losing at home. Yeah. And that's where I always question them, and that's where, yeah, if you want me to sit here and put a little blame on Rodgers, I will. It wasn't easy, but I will put a little blame on them from that aspect. For as much as they were winning during the (laughs) season, as much as I think Aaron
2: Rodgers was the MVP going away – there was very little margin of error for how they were winning. Exactly right, Winning one score games. You're like, boy, if they, if they turned it over once, and they weren't turning it over. Yes. If an, if another team comes up with a giant play at the end of the game, these are all one touchdown games that they're in. That because of how well Aaron's playing and their defense is good, that they're finding a way to win. I agree. But it was very little wiggle room, and it, it it got them. Browns,
1: Ravens. I mean, Rams a long, the first time it's a around. List of those kind of games. Right. Vikings in Minnesota, where they ended up actually losing. Right. You know, yeah, the Cardinals on Thursday night a lot. field goal win. Yeah, yes, there's a lot of that. That's where it was never like, oh wow, that's domination. They're whooping ass. You know, now hey, here's one other thing I'll say in defending them. Yeah, you know, they have no answers for the defense. So I didn't, I don't love what I see on film, the play call wise. Okay. You know, as I've always told everybody, the 49ers are a better team than the Packers. You go through it position by position. I'm taking more 49ers players than Packers. Period. I know the Packers have Aaron Rodgers. Here's another part I don't like necessarily, all right? And I know, I'm like last week, all you hear is uh, Brady's team's not healthy. Brady's team's not healthy. Brady's team's not healthy. Brady's team's not healthy. It's all I hear all week. Yeah. And I want to go, damn, it's just two guys. He's still got Mike Evans and Gronkowski, you know. He's still got a defense was totally healthy for that game. Yeah. Right? Oh, they were. I know their right tackle was out. I mean, we, we, that was talked about more than any right tackle in the history of football last week. But here's this guy with no left tackle and two other starters that are not playing yeah. and they got a left tackle who's never played left tackle and no Mark Marquez Valdez scaling and nobody gives him the uh, say they're not healthier. That's where it bothers me about sports media in general. We give one guy a little bit of a, like an excuse card. Another guy, we just go, fuck you. You're good. overcoming, <laughs> And I want to go, well, wait, the goat's supposed to overcome right. it. No. He's just measly one Bowl, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. And, you know, but – and also, too, it speaks to the point of where people – the people who try to tell me, well, the Packers have weapons. Yeah, I didn't hear you in the sports media talking about how they'd have no MVS all week, this week, or last week. Yeah. So he must not be that great if you don't really fucking care to bring him up that he's not playing in the game. Yeah. So there's where I'll defend Rodgers just a little I bit mean, in that yeah. conversation. Yeah. All right? Like I said, he could have played better. I'd like to see him force the issue a hair more, not be as jumpy in the pocket. But, damn, there's a lot of plays, and I showed Pete them where I go, Pete, tell me where he's supposed to throw the football here. Yeah.
2: Where it's what's he supposed to do? I know you have one kid yeah. up here. Uh, I Let's do see it. if it's more Niners defense doing well, or or maybe Aaron missing yeah. something. Yeah,
1: third and eight. You know, on their own on their own nineteen yard line here. It's seven nothing game. At Fourteen minutes left in the in the second quarter. You got three receivers to the right, back offset to the left in the shotgun, and you got I think Lazard on the top as the single receiver. So you see, drop back here. It's a four man rush. It's the Forty ers You can almost always count it on being a four man rush. But look how they, again, what do they do? Paul, you looked like it was too deep. Now there's a safety coming down here on this side. They bracket Devontae Adams on the bottom. Yep. I love that. They are, again, this is where they're outside the realm of the Seattle scheme to a degree. They do some different stuff. They're going to adjust to who they're playing They will. For. And yeah. they better do some of this shit this week with Cooper Cup and Stafford coming into town. You know. So look at what they do here. I mean, again, Devontae Adams is covered at the top of the screen. All right. You see there's coverage towards the top, up top on Lazard, and the safety's kind of cheated that way. So there's like one and a half bodies on him. You, know, you can see in the middle with Randall Cobb, rewind it just a little bit, Pete. Randall Cobb in the middle. Look at Kwan Williams. He's already playing inside him as he's trying to go inside. Yeah. So there's nothing there. You know, the back Jones is covered by Warner out of the backfield. Yeah, maybe he has the Guara down here in the flat. But he's still trying to evaluate what's going on upfield. And by the time he starts to figure it out, boom, the great 49ers pass rush is there. And that's where, hey, that'll come in handy for the 49ers this weekend. You get in third and eights, right. you're crazy if you don't take away Cooper Cup. Of course. I mean, even yeah. as awesome as Odell has been looking and stuff, yeah. they still formulate and want to go to Cup. If they had success bracketing Devontae, won't they do the same thing against Cubs? Yes, but Why McVay they? and company are more creative. That's where I'll give them the advantage in their pass game with their all their plays they have, how they line him up, their formations. That's where Green Bay, again, it's a good offense. Mm-hmm. You don't ever hear me say it's great. Right. Oh, wow. Yeah. They're good in that they run the right play into the right defense. They execute it the right way. But I don't ever come away going, man, I saw some plays in this Packers game that were so cool. Never. Never. It's just they do it by the book. And that's where the Rams will pose a little right. different problem uh, for the 49ers. So this play. Yeah, show, show. let's show this end zone play. So okay. here you go. You see it. Go ahead. Let it play, Pete. Let's see this inside. Same play here still. Right? And. Again, you see here, safety cheated over here. They allowed that corner go back just again, Pete. The corner to the right side of our screen. Look, he knows he's got help in the middle of the field. It's a tight split, so he stays on the outside of Lazard over there. You see there's nothing in the middle of the field with Randall Cobb. Rodgers at this point right here is looking at Devontae Adams going, wait, I think I'm going to have him. Oh, wait, he's doubled. And then as he starts to go, okay, i got to get to number two and number three, he gets sacked, Right. And, you know, again, this is what led to him later in the game, I think, a few times that I've already mentioned where I go, you know, the pocket was clean and you could have got to two or three and you didn't get there because he's a little scarred by these type of plays that happened earlier. And that brings us right to that. So this was early
2: in the second quarter. Now we go to, I think, this, yeah, 345 left in the game. This might be his last,
1: one of his last attempts here. It is. his second to last attempt. Here we go. And, you know, you got to look here. Oh, okay, sorry. Here we go. This is the one we're going with. Yep. Here's the last play. The last two plays, actually. I mean, even that play right there right, was a great play. It's very similar to this. I told Pete, I go, we could run either one of these ones. They're great. Hey, look what they do here. Again, here's one of your bastard looks. Who's blitzing? Who's coming? There's five guys at the line of scrimmage. I'm not sure. Look at the way the secondary's lined up. Who the fuck knows who's going where with this look right here, right? So, great creativity there. All right? You go. You just Let it go. It's a a four-man safety blitz rush, And Those right? safeties
2: coming from at least and, from some yards distance, the ball. right? Yeah. So
1: they're going, and then to play it on the back end here, all right? And, oh, okay, and 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 th- this is what I don't like. All right, so it's the all-out blitz. Mm-hmm. It's a little different in the way they play it, okay, and the fact that they do have some guys dropping out underneath just in case there is a quick throw or something like that. They don't want to get gashed by it. But Rodgers just makes up his mind and goes for the the hammer here to throw the the post route. And as you see or anybody sees, look right oh, here. Man. There's Alan Lazard, yeah, wide open. On third and 11, he, All right? had, he had 20. So what I want to do is, again, it's kind of a cover three all-out blitz look, which isn't necessarily always common in the NFL. But go back to the start of the play again, Pete, and let's just let it play. He's got time to read this out. He's got time to read it out. you know. To me, it was a little impatient. Oh, they've been getting to me. Look, I mean, just stay there. Even with that blitzing safety, he got stopped. He had time to pat the ball again and throw the in-cut or do any of that. Yeah. That, to me, was a little bit of the microcosm of the day for him and what went on. And, hey, Pete, what was the play that you had drawn up before that? That was one of the other plays that I picked out, right? Let's see this play here. I just Let's just talk about this. Let me see this. This is a second eleven. Okay, a similar bastard look. But it's right before, but again, not a great play, not a great read by him. The receivers are all covered. Tight ends right? Great. Tight ends open. But he's like rushed and made it a sit. Look, the pocket's perfect here. Yeah. See, this is to me again where I know this ain't easy. I, I understand. You've been hit a few times. The 49ers pass rush, it's ferocious. But I do expect more out of Aaron Rodgers. And for him to just make up his mind and get the ball out of here and could have been a pick six, you know, that's where I go, come on, man. Like, you got protected. You got the tight end. You got Aaron Jones. And even look at Devontae Adams over the middle of the ball right now. Right, he's over the middle of the ball. Look at him at the top of your screen, everybody. Right now, there, the protection's fine. Step in the p- pocket. You're going to have Devonte Adams. Yeah. You're going to hit him at the 39-yard line. You're going to get a first down,
2: man. And it, it, just thinking back to what he was saying after the game, like he, he's like, yeah, I, I, I didn't play that well. These last couple plays are probably
1: where his mind is going. His, his, his idea, our, our idea of him playing well is it's it's yeah. special. We all know that. Right. I think he does hold himself to a high regard. We do. I mean, you can sure. tell I am. Yeah. But, yeah, those are plays where I'd go, he makes those almost all the time. Exactly. Back to back. You know, but I, the magnitude of the situation, the fact that he had people around him, and you are 38 years old, I don't care who you are, like mm-hmm. we saw with Brady, it fucking affects you. Sure. And, yeah, but but Rodgers at 38, I just, yeah, that was disappointing. I yeah. go, come on, damn, you're right. too good, hang in there. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Tough way to end for a guy Tough who way. was that awesome all season. Not only yep. the loss, but having a couple of plays where you—I mean, like you said—he makes those nine plays out of ten. Nine plays out of ten. That's
1: why, first off, he's not like you'll—you'll you'll never hear me again say he's the best quarterback in football. Yeah, he's the MVP. Yeah, he's not better than the two guys we saw on Sunday night with Mahomes and Allen. They are better than the, they're—they would have hung in there. Or they would have moved around and go, I'm not just going to throw it just to fucking throw it. Yeah. I'm going to wait and get somebody open. Right. Or or I'm just going to wait here in the pocket because I'm athletic enough to make something happen, and then, okay, if they start to bear on me, I'll, I'll get out. You
2: still think he deserves the MVP from he the He does, season, because
1: though. it's a different thing. You Because know? yeah. I've had a lot of people ask me this because they heard me say on, on Saturday last week, I said, these are the two best quarterbacks in football. And I had a few people reach out and go, well, but you said Rogers was the MVP. Mm-hmm. All right, the MVP is how you played consistently through the year. Yeah. Right. Rogers put – more A and A-plus games together than the regular season than any of the quarterbacks in football. So yeah. that's why he deserves the MVP. But when the other two quarterbacks play their A-plus game, it's on a different level than Rogers' A plus game. They just had some streaks where they didn't have those kind of games. Exactly. They had a few games where they did dumb shit or tried to create too many big plays or were impatient or you know, like we said, you know, Mahomes was throwing Kareem Abdul's sky hooks and Josh Allen was getting whirled around trying to throw balls down the field against the Jaguars and throwing interceptions. Mm-hmm. So yes, they had they had some C and C minus games during the right. year. Right. Rodgers always was in the A to A minus to the oh, it was a bat, it was a B plus after him. game one. After game one, it was almost all A minus, A plus, plus, B plus. Right. Yeah. Where the other guys had some falters. But when they all put them on their best game, nobody messes with Mahomes and Allen.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I explained that good. You like that? All right, cool. Cool. That was very well done. Cool. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.
2: So before we put this pod to bet here, how about a little, uh, little help from our friends at PointsBet? Let's do it. Take a peek at some fun stuff coming up this weekend. So our first bet here, most playoff receiving yards... Who's gonna have the most by the end of the postseason? Ooh. So Cooper Cup. All right, he's up there. He, I mean that's that's the likely bet. Minus one twenty five. It's a big drop off down to Tyreek Hill for plus two fifty. Well, it's real a, big.
1: Where it's a tricky bet a little is you gotta play the angle of who you think's gonna win this weekend, yeah, and add to the total yards for the Super Bowl. Yeah. Right? So and Cooper, uh, Cooper starts out with 37 more yards than Hill. So he's got 37 more yards than Hill. So it, I mean, really, it plays into who do you think is going to win this weekend? Mm-hmm. Because there's nobody, there's nobody on the 49ers at this point that can catch up. Yeah. Um. And yeah, I think we've these are the four.
2: This is it. And it's uh, then it's Travis Kelsey plus 275, Jamar Chase plus 320.
1: Hmm. I think that. Your favorite bet up there? I think my, I think it, it's one of the Kansas City guys. I don't I mind do. Jamar Chase at plus three
2: twenty d- because I can picture them down and throwing even more than usual. I hear you there. I mean him, yeah, Jamar Chase in a win or a loss having one fifty or
1: one seventy five wouldn't be surprising at all. I, I, I'm with you. I don't think that's a crazy thought. It's just I do I think they right here do too. I think they're Yeah, you got you got money you got house money do, do, do we think they're going to win the game though that's where it's uh, too is go oh, they might outperform you know Chase right. might outperform Hill or Kelsey in this game but they might have another game to go hey we're going to rack up another 100 yeah. yards yeah. or 120 yeah. yards you know yeah. what I mean that's true. so that's where you got to take into account here that's a little different so from that standpoint I guess I am leaning Kansas City yeah. to win the game on Sunday. I, I haven't picked thinking, it yet. No, you're right to, to bring up the fact that that's, that's through the Super Bowl. You've got to think through the Super it's Bowl. just through Sunday. Yeah, it's a game changer that way. Yeah. So I guess I, I lean towards the two Kansas City guys in that conversation. Okay. I do. I All do. Right. To the yeah. ground game, uh, back to the full screen, most playoff rushing yards.
2: Again, this isn't at the end of this weekend's games. It's right. When the Super Bowl is over, who's going to have the most rushing yards? Elijah Mitchell. Easily the favorite, negative 121. He already has 149 yards, which puts him 46 yards ahead of Cam Akers, who's next at plus 400, Joe Mixon plus 600. I mean,
1: I look at really – I do look at – it. I got to think it's a Rams guy or a 49ers guy. Yeah. You know, they're different teams. They do want to run the ball a little bit. They stay patient with it. They play through their defense a little bit more. You know, that's what's interesting about this. I mean, you're going to get two Magic Men quarterbacks in the AFC, and their gift is going to be go to the Super Bowl and play the biggest, baddest fucking D-lines in football. Yeah. And the ones that actually might be able to contain you. So that's what's going to be cool about the Super Bowl. But if you made me bet here, okay, Elijah Mitchell would be the one I'd go with. I don't know who I'm going to pick in the Rams 49ers game. Yeah. The other one I just don't, like, lose sight of Debo Samuel yeah. And Debo Samuel's the one where I go, I mean, if they get to the Super Bowl and play the Chiefs or the Bengals, I mean, he could go off for 130 yards rushing in that game too and yeah. close the gap. So – I, I guess I do, what I'm saying is I look at a Rams or 49ers yeah. more of the Mitchell's Acres and Debo Samuel. It, one of those three to me would be the smartest bet.
2: If somebody was going to make me bet my my coveted hard-earned thirty dollars I have
1: buried underneath your your bobblehead here, I think I would go with Cam Akers because I think the Rams will win. You're going to go with the Rams, right? Yeah. Right. That's, so that's what you're playing with this one. Again, it's just like the receiver when you got to play a little bit who you think's going to win the football game yeah. Yeah. and add to that stat total in, in the Super Bowl game, right? thinking
2: of points bet we've yeah, got a little points more bet work
1: to do here you know it they're friends at points bet they always got uh, always proud to be partnered with points bet okay and then points bet as usual has a great sign up offer for unbutton listeners for the final games of the NFL season download the points bet app which is really cool i use it all right and use code's un- use codes use code <laughs> unbutton to sign up all right so download the app. It's really cool. It's easy to use. I use it. I got my Sims booster bets two for two last week. I'd like to thank nice. everybody out there. Points bet probably doesn't love that, but okay. Uh, they They made the deal with me, but okay. And this is the cool thing about this use code on button, bet $1 on any NFL game, get $125 in free bets if a point scored. If one point is scored, you get $125 of free bets. Wow! Don't just bet this football season. Live your bet life with points bet. Wow. That, that, that's a big invite to come in and start doing I this, mean, come on. Right? Come on. You add that to the Sims booster bets? Damn, you could be swimming in cash here. Pete says double my 30 bucks. I got the... I got the A.J. Brown over last week, which was just easy money. Easy. Right. I took the house down. And (laughs) then I took Odell Beckham Jr. with the over, too. Yeah. Those are my two. I hit them both. I got to come up with two for tomorrow for a championship game weekend, so we'll see what I do.
2: That's a nice invite. I had a friend back home who was – Went to Vegas a lot. It got to the point where Vegas was bringing him out. I mean, these guys exist. That's when you know you're doing come on good. Out, stay Here's in this the awesome room. Yeah, I was like, it's oh, kind of cool, but they must be counting on you losing a
1: shit ton. A hundred. Body. I mean, a hundred percent, no yeah. doubt. I mean, he's please well, come back. The problem is, he's already fucked them over a hundred of hundreds of thousands of dollars. They so they the odds are with them. They know that yeah. free room. Drink all you want. In fact, drink more so you get stupider and drunk and make more bad bets. (laughs) So special weekend coming up before we go because you're not in the studio. Yeah.
2: Just home, couch, no TV to tend to. You just get to watch two games. Love it. Uh, I got a little taste of it last Saturday.
1: Oh, it's going to be definite fire big fire blazing Real fireplace yeah. yeah oh yeah we got we got old school fireplaces in our house because uh, i have an old house yeah, it's like almost 300 yards yeah yeah it's an old yards one long. 300 years old <laughs> not it's a uh, and 300 yards long <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> i don't You're think it's that long uh, you wouldn't even know i was there <laughs> it's 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 uh, it's a neat house but yes that's what i'm gonna be doing i can't wait for awesome. it i can't last weekend was amazing yeah it's hard to top that yeah i know but the magnitude I think the matchups of these games are really cool. Yeah. You know, McVay versus Shanahan, NFC West, the big bad Rams and all the studs. They've been bullied by the Niners. Stafford. Oh my gosh, he's got a team. Maybe he is actually good. All these years, he's got yeah. some support. Garoppolo, damn, we're doing everything we fucking can to replace you, and here you are, a game away from the Super Bowl. Right, we've tried to look under rocks to get people who can't throw the ball to be quarterback of this team, and you're right. still here and going to the Super Bowl. Maybe I think it's a, it's you a know? super
2: cool mix because so many yeah. people picked Chiefs, Rams. Like it's not a surprise. It's yeah. gonna be fun to watch those teams play. Right, but then with those expected teams, I mean, having a new team like the Bengals. It's just fun. It is to see Cincinnati there. I, I'm I don't you. love them or hate them. I just think it's cool. It is that they're going to be there because they haven't been. Right. And you have the Niners who've just been—they've been backed into the corner for the last couple months. Right. They've had to fight. It's been playoff the, since yeah. the end of November. Yeah. You're right. So You're in right. addition to the two favorite types, yeah, you just got also two unexpected. Yeah. I just think you know makes it super cool. I
1: mean, the other games, the AFC, the offensive weapons, the two yeah. magic men at quarterback. Burrow has officially reached the, you know, top-tier quarterbacks in football. He's definitely in top five. I I have a hard time thinking not. I mean, he's right on the outside looking in from Mahomes and and Josh Allen and company. So, yeah, that matchup there, can they protect him? Yeah, I don't know if they can. If they can, I don't know. He's still some slippery slippery son of a bitch who can make a bunch of plays. So that's what's crazy, and it's going to be cool to see. Either way, we should have a good Super Bowl matchup. Right. Good to see you. Thanks for the 30 bucks. Who are you going to pick? Because you're not – I have to pick tomorrow on the podcast. Go ahead. I want to hear Paul Burmeister's Super Bowl matchup right now.
2: I would like to have upsets in there. I just yeah. see the
1: Rams winning by more than a touchdown. Yeah. And I, I think the Chiefs win a high score. we are going Rams-Chiefs. Too. All right. Well, that'll be a good Super Bowl. Nonetheless, yeah. that should be a lot of fun to watch. And you are picking tomorrow? I pick tomorrow with Florio, PFTPM. Check that out. Joint collaboration. That's what we do. Me and him are really tight. But check us out. That comes out Thursday. Everybody, hope you enjoy the Wednesday What the Fuck Happened podcast. You know where to find me. Send in more questions, whatever you got. Subscribe, rate, review. NBC Sports slash you or YouTube slash NBC Sports. If you want to see these videos. All right. Peace out. Enjoy the rest of your week. Polly, you the man. 300-yard house. 300-yard house. Big house. Peace out. See you. Peace.
0: The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed?